imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal with Conan Neutron and Josh Davis. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with shot and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. It's That's like a science thing, right? Indeed, it's a science thing. It's a science place. Scientifically correct. Science. That you are in the right place for the one, the only. Protonic reversal. Welcome to it. Uh, we have a If I Had I Fi today. Oh, hey. hey, gentlemen. How's it going? Hi. Great Hi. to be on the program. Yeah, thanks, Conan. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you fellas. Uh, it's it's. In honor, in honor, sure. It's in honor of your. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek, so I'm thinking of, of oh. Worf saying this. Exactly. In honor of your new recordings, <laughs> you are H and I Network, baby. You are here to uh, to uh, to for again? pump your product, right? You're going to be the so Chuckle Hut. Do I we think? do we yeah. have forty nine three? No, no, not, not what channel is. What the, what that stands for? H and I. Heroes and icons. Oh, that sounds of fun. which we okay. are neither. No, we're just if I had a high five. <laughs> And we're well. here to pump something. Here, oh. Oh. <laughs> we You're hung up on the pumping. I'm always hung up on the pumping. <laughs> Look for Hung Up the, on the Pumping by Christopher Von Goppel. Okay. That's my solo record, Hung Up on the Pumping. I'm expecting that. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Josh, welcome back. Hey, happy birthday, Suzanne Vega, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's right. Suzanne Vega's birthday. She is a hero. Of that was I'm not the, even that was the first song that they made an MP3 of. Exactly. The solo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, the solo vocal version because it was so unforgiving. She is a hero and an icon. That's right. Why isn't she on the network? Yeah, well, I'm working on it. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Susie Sue, where are you? Hey. Hey. That's, that's all right. Where you at? Uh, England. Probably. Probably. Londonish. Wherever. Hey, uh Hey uh, <laughs> uh two points for me. So uh getting back to my show, what you're doing. <laughs> Get used to this man, yeah. I'm sorry. How, how long sorry. Of the, how long oh, I got control of the board if I if it really annoyed yeah. you I was turning <laughs> off. <laughs> How how long has it been since the last record now? Seven ish years. years. Seven ish. Seven ish. Yeah. Well, I mean technically we put out two records in two thousand two. Or 2012. Yeah, you had the, uh, <laughs> the 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 fa- the fame by proxy and the sexy, sexy results, results, right? Yeah, yeah. and the sexy yeah. results was a largely online thing. Not yeah. a surf and sexy results yeah, were the two in 2012. Yes. <laughs> surf and sexy results. That's yeah. a, the yeah. mashup. That yeah, unfortunately, it was not nearly as popular. Yeah. The so uh, civilizations have basically rose and fell. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> since, the last, since the last time you guys put out a record, oh, things were things were different back then. People sang in the park, and there was so I mean, much civil- more laughter. Civilizations are in the process of falling. It's right. also yeah, that's true. Water. Actively, actively falling. Actively falling. The, the I guess that. So, how 
the the songs that are on this record, how long of a time period do they stretch from? Um, well, the the oldest one we actually uh, we had between those two records, we took a three year hiatus uh, while we were doing other projects and mm-hmm. things. And the er- oldest song, which is the last song on the record, uh, "No More Jokes for Today," is actually from before that. So that was probably 2012, 2013, somewhere. Yeah, in there. yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So that, that was around in the same same era. We, I mean, yeah. we probably put out like like we probably wrote a record and a half. Oh, at least that we ditched. We always do though. Yeah, but I mean, this was. We had more than that because well, we had yeah. we had we had particularly. Well, you first, had the like, one that I think I had like maybe like three different versions of demos. Oh, of yeah. at, at some point that was probably sure. Fame by Proxy. Yeah, that was, that was uh, no, but no, uh, but no, like we just didn't. This was either, actual didn't songs. writing songs, or they were you know mostly done or partially done or whatever. But yeah, we we had you know uh, all these uh, all these songs that were in various states of completion. That's the only one that made it, uh, mainly because I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I, like wanted Instagramming to make sure that one would make it. Instagramming and Death Van are that old too. Like that was yeah. they're not that old. Yeah. That was I have a recording of us doing Death Van in 2012. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize so, that. Okay. Yeah, and that was actually a like like song, but uh, structurally it was mm, a like like. We're song, already getting so. to the the oh, so yeah. deep it. and dirty edition. Yeah, this yeah, is what yeah, happens. It was a song that we dropped, but I really liked. So there I you go. I was you guys liked it too. So Instagramming's that old too. Holy cow! I was kvetching the other night with michael that now that now that he's got rally and uh none of those guys are ever going to reject any of his song ideas that we're never going <laughs> to get any more we're never going to get any more riffs from him oh, for, yeah. for songs be, like that you'd be surprised <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that good <laughs> well it's not i mean sometimes like this just doesn't work for that band yeah, you know? yeah like, totally but then there was that all the way through to um to uh, little plastic dinosaurs, which we wrote uh-huh. um, about a year ago. At this point, yeah, that was the last song for the record, and that just kind of came together really quickly. Yeah. And you know that that was like the one song like I wasn't even there. No, when we when we started, I was, that, yeah. not, I was not even. Yeah, no wonder I, it's so good. I was. No. <laughs> well, I mean, I wrote. Well, the, still on the song. I wrote the lyrics and I played guitar <laughs> yeah. over it. But I am, of course, joking. <laughs> most of that, the meat of that song, I, I think I was sick that day. I was just like, hey, yeah, hey we just I decided to practice. Well, that's the thing. Like we, we had been, you know, we we three had been practicing without Michael, and you know, I mean, we we'll practice and try to write songs and whatever. Right. So my understanding around, is you kind of have like a splinter cell sort of mindset about a lot of hi-fi stuff in a lot of ways, right? How would you uh, elaborate? But it's not necessarily everybody <laughs> all in the same room at the same time working on all the parts at this point, which is, uh, you know, uh, you, you've been a band for a long time, and bands don't always operate exactly the same way, right. and as yeah. you age and have other interests and other things, let alone other bands, you're not necessarily going to have as much time to spend on just even the act of writing songs. So well, I think, like, we, I've always had, like, like the we, we have big egos on stage, but, like, in the practice space... It, it's like, okay, if someone wants to take it and run, they get to take it and run. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll come in, and I never, when I come in with the song, I never even write the, like, I don't write the whole song purposely. Like, I'll write a, you know, a verse and maybe a chorus, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, part. yeah, maybe like two parts, and then I want people's input. Um, and then, it, you know, someone else will probably come up with, you know, uh, a bridge and okay, then someone else is probably going to write the lyrics and you can't be too, uh, you can't be like, that's my song. Like, yeah, even, you if, you, even if you wrote like 60% of it, yeah. you can't be like, well, there's that's st- my, that's my thing. Right. There's steering, but there isn't necessarily, yeah. uh, ownership to the point of, of <laughs> veto power necessarily. Yeah, I yeah. mean, well, I, 
uh, there is an ultimate veto power. Like if someone, if like if someone absolutely hates a song, we'll all drop it. Or even but, a part of a song where it's just like eh, that sucks. Try something else. Like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. We can't afford to be precious with the songwriting because we're sharing it so much. And even like, I wouldn't even say like verse chorus initially when stuff comes. I was like, here's a part. Here's a part. Something that is you know initially sounds like a chorus could end up being a verse or could be a bridge. Um, and then also sometimes when you come in with like, hey. This is the you know this is what I think the chorus is. Someone else might write something over that chorus, and then you go, "Oh, hey, I should change my part. That part's better." And so, like the original thing, it's not necessarily happen, right? It's it's gonna change how it all comes together. Yeah, and I mean, speaking at you know from as a listener and mostly an outsider, it, it kind of seems like to a certain degree the incongruent elements uh, that to some degree might clash uh kind of move towards making this greater whole of, of what you guys do um but is that that's something that just sort of doesn't necessarily electively happen it just happens by oh let's see what fits here or like what yeah i mean there's a little bit of that i think we all kind of are influenced by each other too you know like i you know each one of us has our own little sort of writing style and sometimes we ape each other and sometimes we don't you know what mm-hmm. i mean like um, I guess uh, it just whoever's kind of given the sword ha- is told to run with it until they, you know, until Ross Bro gave you guys a sword, too. Until they land on it. Until they fall on it. <laughs> and even this, like, this song, uh, this record in particular, we had, um, <clears throat> we were just uh, looking at our last uh, WMSE local live performance, and there's a song that we did on there that we just completely dropped. It's just gone. There's mm-hmm. a song that we rewrote half of completely, and it's just right. like, that's that's even rare for us. Usually, they don't even make it that far. Yeah, once, usually, usually once something once something gets to the lyric stage, it's like that's we can't get rid of that because we only have so many songs that we, that we get that <laughs> right, far. Yeah, <laughs> that was a weird time though. We had just reconvened, and uh, we were. I mean, the the writing process on this record has been very unique in that it there's been these different stops and starts. You know, mm-hmm. like you you could probably point to Yeah, and I guess that's cuz it sounds the record sounds very cohesive. So, it's something where <laughs> it, it's <laughs> but it knowing works. knowing more I guess more details than maybe the average listener would. Right. It's interesting to me that I wonder how much of that was was planned and more just like, oh, it just this so happened that you know, that kind of sat all It was very all nicely next It to was each all other. planned and we are fucking geniuses. Fantastic. Glad we sorted <laughs> that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um honestly though, like I it's probably down to the songwriting process overall that the way we write it's just going to sound like the hi-fi it's like whenever we do a cover we don't really try to learn anything differently and it sounds like us so just by nature of it being you guys because we're not very good at learning other songs (laughs) well we're not really good at at emulating other styles right no it's more accurate that is more accurate yeah we sound like us and yeah there's nothing I'm we could do about that. Perfectly happy. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's you know, there's there's some bands never as- may aspire to, but they never quite get there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think some credit has to be given to the sequencing of the record for any cohesion that uh, mm. happens to exist on it too. I mean, we agonized over over just the sequencing on this, which is a surprising amount of time I, we spent. On yeah, that. yeah, that just, was probably the biggest fight. Something like, yeah, something yeah. a lot of outsiders don't think of is <laughs> like right. putting that like. Especially today in such a singles streaming down dominated where a lot of people are just never arena. gonna listen to it all in a right sitting necessarily anyway. Yeah. 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 And we had general ideas of like this song needs to go there. I 
very specifically wanted to bring back the uh, we we had done a lot of in between song collages on earlier records. We kind of stopped mm-hmm. that. It's like I missed that a lot, and Chris really came through on that. Um, and even though there's just the one, it it just it it adds to the whole scene overall. It adds yeah. to some a little bit of weirdness too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it breaks up, you know. I mean, and and we you know we thought about it even side by side because we specifically, you know, even specifically because we wanted to put it on vinyl, but still, it's still on the CD. It's two sides. You know, it sounds that way to us. Right, right. And that's something that uh, we've talked about on the show before, too. Just oh, yeah. Where you put songs uh, matters quite a bit. It can it actually does. even... It, it, you can get more attention on a record based upon how you sequence things, but then certain times with sequencing, you know there's certain songs that may not ever get their fair shake because they are serving right. the album. Right, Which, again, is the struggle of doing the album versus just writing a bunch of singles or i guess in this in this day and age just yeah. like you know playing a guitar into your camera phone and uploading right. to youtube or whatever it yeah. is that people do that well i'll tell you what that's another interesting wrinkle in this record we always in previous records there's always been one song that never quite makes it to the live show mm-hmm. and I, I think maybe it was you know partially the length of time it took us to write this but we're, every song on this record apart from the noise collage which you know, doesn't really count uh gets played live get, get played live right yeah there's well, nothing that got left behind on that so that's an interesting uh side effect of however this one worked out well we don't need to burn it all immediately because we, uh, we got you here for the whole show so why don't we listen to one of the songs now and we'll uh, come back after that no uh, let's listen to that <laughs> again i was giving you the uh, uh, the illusion it. of choice <laughs> <laughs> which i think i have something about do i, do I still have that illusion uh, i'm presenting you the illusion of choice <laughs> yes hey <laughs> Wait, you pressed the button to have your voice say I did, yes. <laughs> you know, when you explain that to a founding father. I feel I feel like when you sample yourself, the listening audience is uh not quite able to delineate. Yeah, that's kinda that's part of the fun. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna listen to Death Van first since we referenced that earlier. Sick!
right, that's Ooh. Death Van by a little band called If I Had a High Five. Sublime after the break. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a. <clears throat> that one's all right. That, 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 that one was subject to a, some shtick uh, at one of the shows that I saw you guys play <laughs> recently. Was it? <laughs> yes. Uh, but also, there's a, there is a very good story behind that song. For, for people not initiated to the band, or, or even for some listeners, which we, you can never discount. Oh, sure. Um, there, it, it, it's it's based off of real vehicle. I mean, it's a it's an ode to uh, our old our, our old death van. Which I mean, uh. every band has at least one. Every everyone who's been in a band on our level has at least had one van that's just been a. A ro- rolling death trap. Yeah, we've had <laughs> we've had we've had <laughs> several strung together. together. Yeah. We had a yeah. really good record of buying the van the week before we had to go on tour. Mm. Yeah, that, that will always do you right. And <laughs> we, it led to some questionable decisions, but we didn't die. Oh, you're not going to be around yeah. next week. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Tastes <laughs> stars across the sky, my friend. Yeah. It's the only product you'll ever need. <laughs> but that one in particular, the uh, the driver's seat was held up by a plank of wood that was which is in the lyrics. Seat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that- a there was a period where only the driver's door opened, so there was. Uh, at least one mini tour where we had to do all of our loading through that door. Like not even the yes. back hatch. Yeah. yeah. No, no, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't believe we did that. Yeah, that but was be- ridiculous. It, it was advantageous to have a back a, a seat on the driver's side that was only propped up by wood because you could collapse that all the right way down, down and it opened up a lot more room to get bass cabs <laughs> and bass drums. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's like when you get a, uh, you know, an, as they call it, like an aftermarket sunroof. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I tend to forget. Was that the one where the side door never opened? Correct. Ever? Yeah. Yes. No, the side door didn't open. All right. And that was also the one where, like, Adam from Police Teeth pulled us aside <laughs> at an after party and was like, please get guys, your tires fixed. I just met yeah. you guys. You're really nice. <laughs> I don't want you to die in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was right to uh, express that concern because <laughs> it, it was a, a, a no uncertain terms, a death trap. No, we got, <laughs> we got tires the next day. Yeah. yeah. We listened. We're That's not good. dumb. Well, not that time. So, <laughs> but it's also indicative of not not just your own personal experience and your specific death fan, but more embodying that. <laughs> we, I, guess, I guess if you want to be incredibly charitable, you call it the pioneering spirit of, uh, of the budget-minded tour. Well, if you're, band. I mean, if you play in a punk band on our level and have never existed or have never experienced that, then I, uh, I question your roots. <laughs> like, well, it's it's also way. just about like taking a risk. To, to do your art and taking a risk to to just to live you know I mean that's right what, like there's lot like a lyric in there that's some days you take risks some days you live life some risks you take just to live life and it, it's it, so it's not just about riding around in a van it's about like taking a risk no it, it it's it's as opposed to little plastic dinosaurs to, to, it is a metaphor to uh, uh, yes. to live that life and to uh, <laughs> yeah maybe maybe Someone that does not live that life would be hard pressed to be able to understand it necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's something where <laughs> it, it's ind- it's indicative of a certain type of of touring band. You're saying our subject matter is uh, once again overly narrow casting its target audience. <laughs> <laughs> I was strongly implying it. Yeah, yeah, come on, we're just being like John Lennon, John Lennon, writing what we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, not to put you fine up went on it. Like y- y'all are a bunch of grown ass men, and you're still. Making records and playing music, which is something that 
for whatever reason, and we'll go ahead and call it knife in pop culture, but non-punk rock culture is, it's almost as if saying, like, you know, hey, I, I collect stamps, and I oh, go to yeah. stamp conventions. And Fuck like, yeah, Flo. <laughs> uh, and, and there's, it's something that's hard to describe for someone that, most people getting listening to this show are part of that world. Mm-hmm. But it is difficult to articulate necessarily even if you want to, the drive to keep doing, especially when you've been a one band as long as you have, which no. is eighteen uh, years now. Nineteen. Nineteen. 19 years. Okay. Yeah. But no, I know we have parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 discussion has been going on for a couple decades. Not in a mean way, just just not quite. So you're still doing that? That's okay. You still writing your songs? <laughs> oh, great. Cool. That's great. Okay. You know, and some parents are maybe more su- supportive than others, and others just maybe don't. Uh, and just they 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 don't quite understand. Parents just don't understand, Conan, I believe is my point. <laughs> Look for the new EP from if I Hi-Fi. Let me tell you about girls. <laughs> I specifically remember a conversation I had with my dad, uh, which I, you know, it's his birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday, Dad. Oh, yeah. Um, happy birthday. But uh, I specifically remember that, like, <laughs> he was the master of backhanded compliments. Um, he said something like, to the effect of, it's... Uh, I guess it's our own fault that we told you to question authority constantly and follow your dreams because now you're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He said it with such love that it's only several decades later that I'm like, hey, asshole. (laughs) Hey. Hey. Uh, Come on. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, boy. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's something that it's not like an overt theme throughout the whole thing, but it does, as as you mentioned, there is, um, there's kind of the other side of it, too, which is the, the, was it Little Plastic Dinosaurs, right? Well, Plastic Dinosaurs is totally a a indictment of the industry I, I work in. Yeah, can you? Yeah. And it, would you care to elaborate on that? I wouldn't deign I, to. I sell promo, volunteer pr- promotional you, products for a living, and some of which are made from petroleum, which we go to war for, which creates more plastic dinosaurs. Which are literally petroleum is literally made from dinosaurs. Right. So it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, yeah. I realize that at times my life is a cartoon. When a client asks me for 4,000 light-up dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to go find that and sell that at a markup so I can pay for my house. <laughs> I mean, you can put the different songs on the record together and pretty much sum up what most people, you know, most creative people would uh, would say is their entire life. There's like, you know, there's workplace ennui Mm -hmm. in the record there's oh dear god what is happening in this world that i'm living in Mm -hmm. and then there's well i have to i have to do this thing to make money and i have to live in this world so i might as well do my thing there's also bigfoot don't forget bigfoot yeah you can't forget bigfoot that's important another big crossover character that's right he pops up a lot although honestly that song is about deforestation and concern for the environment and just figuring you know if we deify bigfoot then they won't be able to tear down the forest where he lives just a logical (laughs) you know conclusion fair enough the (laughs) 
What? We're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why this is the grown-up record. Okay, we didn't write any songs about wrestling or murder this time. Just Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm bringing the wrestling back for the two-minute punk songs. Fuck we're yeah. writing next. <laughs> It's, it's appropriate. Thank God. Anyway, yeah. uh, the album. Get back to our roots. The, yeah. The album title. Explain the album title. Whenever going home. Well, That's we are another argue. thing we all fought about. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we settled on we're never going home because that's a well it's a line from Death Van and uh my rationale for suggesting it uh was one dear god if they all agree to this then we can move on <laughs> and two <laughs> uh. two it's a it's it's a double-edged sword of uh holy shit we're through the looking glass and uh things are never going to be normal again or and two uh you know there's the excitement of taking off and knowing that you're never going to home and the excitement of discovering the unknown that's uh, ahead of you. Sure. So then, you know, through the looking glass piece, you're talking about just in general life or are you sure. talking about Trump, you know, right, right. What's that that sort of this character just like, yeah, like but what society yeah. is now in the U S sure. 2019, okay. how we've watched it change radically yeah, you yeah, know yeah. in the time it's, since the last record came out there's you know like when when you hear someone like joe biden say like oh if we just get someone normal back in the white house everything will go back to normal and you're like <laughs> fuck off yeah that's uh, no no we're done we're done yeah. there i'm sure normal. everyone that's into we're QAnon done. will immediately be like you know what this is stupid yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> i decided jfk jr is not a weird old dude who hangs out at trump rallies <laughs> and like faked his own death yeah mm. <laughs> That's actually really dumb, and I can't believe I ever thought Jesus. that. Yeah, <laughs> cool. We'll be on the internet tomorrow, <laughs> spreading around. So, so yeah, that's the that's the philosophy behind that, though. It's like, well, that's that's fairly true. We're never going back to what it was, but that's also that's also life, like you said. Like it's it's also you know, yeah, because there, I mean, there's never going back. Period. Right, because there's also the. Um, you know, just since the last time you guys put out a record, uh, it's been there. Like I said, civilizations have risen and yeah. fallen, right? Mm-hmm. So bands have formed and broken up. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> and it's something where it has to be. I mean, do you feel that it's something where uh, just this long period of being a band and creating, even you know, with these breaks in between, do you think that's helped you navigate those waters? Uh, or it, has, is it something where it can be disorienting as well? Is it a double-edged sword? Like, what's what's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's it's stable. It's stabilizing in a way. Yeah, I mean, we've uh-huh. got that. We've got a, You know, we've got that. You know, nineteen years to kind of fall back on, I guess. And um, particularly, you know, we know each other that well, and we can kind of rely on certain peccadillos and and uh, and you know the way the band operates overall. And, but uh, I'm not sure I understand your question exactly. So, in t- so in terms of so a band, especially a band, a, a, a smaller band, a, a working class, working poor, if you will, band uh, that is not a, a known commodity. Hold on, have- hold on, hold on. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you <laughs> if you're not a big money baller, like oh. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I am the, I am the personification of big money baller. Back my back. my solo record is called Pump It. Fantastic. Oh, it's different now. What was it's, it called before? I don't I can know. Remember. 
Uh, Can't get away from the pumping. I don't fucking. But you, but you, but you had never enough pumping. Uh, you have your sort of, for lack of a better term, your scene, your compatriots, your your bands that you come up with, and when you're around that, you know, longer time, stuff changes. As you mentioned, yep. like bands start up, have their run, and break up, and then. And then oh, get back together. Get back I was going to say, the sump pumps <laughs> broke up and reformed in the time that we've been around. That's true. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sure they're not the only one, but no. yeah. Uh, I don't know. We're just stubborn. We keep on trucking. But do you feel that... I mean, think about when Hi-Fi started, right? And think about what the... the mu- like, it seemed like there was like the luxury of being able to be upset about things that... Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yes. One would not even be like this isn't important at all right, right, and that right. isn't just like you know age or, or wisdom necessarily so much mm. as just the world is very different yeah um, so what does creativity yeah. mean in, in that in that context that's like, a luxury yeah I mean it's it's something that keeps us sort of you know I mean it, for me it keeps me you know at least somewhat sane and through the mundanity of everyday life like oh I get through this and then I can get all that stuff out in the weekend and we got practice and you know, that's, it's a good release both physically and mentally. Um, and the creativity of that is just the, um, God, just, you know, when you, when you come up with a, you know, you, you finally, you hit that riff, that particular spot, like, Oh, that's okay. Okay. That's that part. And then, you know, we look at each other like, okay, that's about 95% there. All right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's always a, a, a pleasant thing. I don't think I, f- did I say anything. Do <laughs> <laughs> that mean anything? I like to play. <laughs> I feel like my creativity has been honed more by the fact that we have less luxury to be angry about inconsequential things. Mm. Well, and also, no. like, look at what the first record is about compared to what this record is about. What is that I mean, record? About? Well, right, right. Like, like, like it's. N- uh, all uh, about it's all over the place, and it's all, all about yeah. mythical things. Yeah, it seemed it, yeah. it seemed and very. This rooted. record, this record is thoroughly entrenched with the fucking reality of right now. Well, yeah, like so, it, it definitely seems like Hi Fi has always been a band that is very good with uh, the world building within yeah. your own expanded universe of 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 what it whatever it is you guys are on about. I mean, if I'm yeah, I We're mean, like I'm, the Philip K. Dicks over here. If yeah. I'm if I'm thinking <laughs> about like. Like Tunguska Electro off of Ones and Zeros. Sure. Like I wrote the lyrics to that, and it was like, I'm really into this story about Tesla versus Edison right now, and the conspiracy theory that uh, Tesla caused the Tunguska blast. That's cool. I'm gonna write a song about that. But there was no real like undercurrent or like subtext or anything to like that song is all text. And right. now and now we're talking about like like metaphorical connotations underneath uh, the lyrics to death van. And, you know, like we, we've, we've started thinking deep, more deeply about what our lyrics mean. And we were forced to, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, Mm -hmm. like people like Imperial Walker, people like, Oh, they're like, I remember getting like the, the like little weird reviews and they're like this political van. And I'm like, before this, like time, the National Review, like yeah. yes, yes. But before this time, we had not really written a political song, not an overt, political not really song. No, um, and it and it's only because we were fucking forced to, right? Like, by the situation, right? Yeah. right. And then the uh, the scene is sort of set by what is around you, 
and that's a primary influence into how you react. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. So uh, let's hear. Let's go ahead and play another tune off the record. Uh, I suppose we could go with you want to do a little plastic dinosaurs. Sure. Talk about that one. Okay. Uh, I think that'll technically be its radio premiere because I don't oh, think that one's been played well, on the air. I have the. Uh, I don't have the. Prim- I, I'd have to reach over and do something really awkward to do the premiere drops. I'm not. Yeah, that's okay. Don't take oh, your geez. pants off. Threaten me with a good sign. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do end up reaching over and doing something awkward in my life. Hey, hey, oh! All right, little plastic dinosaurs.
Right, we got uh, some little plastic dinosaurs there. Off of Fatify, we're never coming, we're never going home. And that's kind of like the Sonic Youth outro, I feel. That's a very. It just ended up, we were writing it, and it's just like, oh, we can just. Instead of building to the big, you know, going all the way to build up to the top, we'll just like, let's just get quieter instead. Yeah. yeah. And no, then we're like, this song's long enough already. Let's yeah. just. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Sh- shout out to Kevin DeMars, by the way. That's his favorite song on the record. Oh, oh there you go. Oh, hey, Kevin. <laughs> the. And of course, there's a line. This is not a metaphor. Yeah. It, yes, that's true. That, that's a line in the song. <laughs> which as, as evidence to what you were talking about before, that is literally little little plastic dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. It's, I it's mean, pretty, pretty I mean clearly, I'm yeah. clearly I'm referencing another song, but uh, what? But, <laughs> but it's not a metaphor. It's not. I sell that crap. I was I was worried that at some point we were going to be on the air talking about that song, and then we would mention the fact that it's a reference to another song, and you'd be like, "What are you talking about?" No, it's not. And I'd be like, "Oh, oh no!" I, hon- I honestly, oh, no. I honestly didn't even think about that. Oh yeah, yeah no, it, it clearly is. But oh my god, yeah. this is. <laughs> This is like when Jack Packard was still playing bass and he would rip off a Joy Division line and everybody would be like, don't tell him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, so that song, as, as we discussed earlier, um, that's that's one that's related to your day job, your, your, your vocation, yes. if you will. Uh, very... Moody though it's a moody song. I, would say. I think it's fair to say, right? I mean, it's there's like a, there's a lot of moody stuff on this. Yeah, record, and and sure. that's so. something that uh, again, if there's folks that are going to be listening, they're new listeners that they're maybe not going to have all the context. But if they've people have been with you guys for forever, uh, you know, nuance isn't necessarily the first thing that people are going to think of with if I had a high five. <laughs> I, guess I don't. Are we about to talk about how this is our mature record? <laughs> uh. <laughs> We're old. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a oh, fine wine and cheese and a monocle. <laughs> yeah. Mature doesn't necessarily imply the monocle in my, in my mind. Yeah. I need to look down on the peons. No, See, I need to be surprised so the monocle can pop out very comically. <laughs> right. <laughs> I never. <laughs> the, the, um, well, baby, you should sometime. Hey. Hey. No, but I, but I mean, there's it's it's not, what I mean is it's not a full-on attack necessarily. Right. And it, and it kind of, <laughs> but it's good it's for for me, uh, coming out from position of knowing your discography, you have records that do that. We've we've grown into dynamic range. Yeah, yeah. We I always wanted, wanted to, but we we figured out how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh it, oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, you turned down. <laughs> oh. oh. There's okay. there's places where we don't all four have to play. Oh, sick. Oh. All right. Cool. Like there's whole verses of songs where I don't play on this thing. It's fucking. What do you do? <laughs> I don't know. It's not like there isn't up and down on our other records. No, but I mean. not what I said. What I said specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. That's exactly what you said, and I'm not hearing anything else. I, I was attempting to give you uh, some props for uh, for bringing the nuance. <laughs> yeah, but I, I can rescind that yeah. if you'd like. <laughs> it's, it'll just go to his head anyway. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Uh, and then you got so I, I realize we've gotten disoriented. We haven't actually mentioned the. I'm gonna get this out quickly. The the date and location of the record release. It's High Dive on the nineteenth. Nineteenth High Dive yep. in Milwaukee, and then uh, also Chicago the next day on the twentieth. Correct. Boozy grin. Boozy grin. Askapunk. Askapunk. Right? Yep. <laughs> With sewing needle and uh, jackhammer hearts. Fucking the house and, uh, house scene one is other alive and well in Chicago. Yeah, we've <laughs> never played a house show in Chicago. At least I don't think. Nope. Nope. nope probably gonna not. Be the first one. Time yeah, for everything. It's crazy. Yep. 
Apparently mat- maturity means we get to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> it all loops back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then uh, Madison. 26th? Yeah. On the 26th. Yeah. Yeah. The tip top. The yes. tip top. I've never been to the tip top. The tip top. Yeah. That's a new one for me too. But. Uh, it sounds yeah. tip top. Lacey just uh, produced a killer poster yes. for it, oh, which so I'm, cool. I'm glad I'm talking about that on the radio. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, visual <laughs> real <dope>. really well <laughs> for the format. That. Use yeah. your yeah. interbox. <laughs> yeah. Check Looks it out. Real good. Uh, and you got uh, Russell from Tyranny's new band. Yeah, Daughters of St. Crispin. Yep. They're playing the Hyde Who else is playing that? Uh, a couple touring bands called Blood and Cindy Kane, uh, one of which is... Uh, Based on what I've heard is... That's one band and that's two bands. Blood is a kind of like a post-punky Joy Division-y factory records kind of thing based on the one track that I've heard. The other one, uh, Cindy Kane, is a little bit more like almost experimental weirdo country-ish. Kind of. Come on down, it's free. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You tell us. It's eclectic, folks. <laughs> All I know is I didn't have to fish around for two other bands to play our release show because there were two built into the date and uh anything that's that makes fine. my job easier that's that's good to go. It's all about convenience <laughs> these days. <laughs> Oh, don't you want to just you want to curate everything on your? Uh, no, it's uh, no, just do the thing. Just it's exhausting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Lucky for them, it's our album release show, so there's going to be hundreds of people. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the high dive. Yeah, so they looked at. Yeah. God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> if there are hundreds of people in there. I don't think we can play. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like the line to the bathroom is like yeah. that's where the bass player needs to be. That's yeah, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, need, we need you to pee outside. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's River West. You're fine. That's true. Not a jury in the world will convict you. <laughs> nah. So, uh, the last record I, I'm trying to remember that was the Sex Results was the Higgs boson thing. That was like 2012. It was 2012. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. As was as was not a surf technically. Like it was recorded from like 2010 to 2011. But yeah, right. uh, yeah. finally came out in 2012, and then uh, Sex Results was more of a made to order thing. Specifically, it was uh, right. It, it was it was sort of a not only here's the theme. It's like here's the event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Something cool. correct. Here's right. a challenge. That's, that's yeah. How, that's how yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still really happy with that. We pushed some boundaries there. We got a lot. Got. Uh, doo-wop harmonies in there and yeah. all sorts of and that again speaks to our songwriting overall because we just kind of looked at each other and just like so do do be my baby there okay what if we keep going yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> well and there was there was again coming out from the, the as a listener the difference in feel between the two records was pr- was pretty dramatic and it's not that the heck the incredibly long titled uh, six results one is right right uh it's not like it feels tossed off at all but it has a sort of um extemporaneous energy to it mm-hmm. that it feels way different than i mean if, if i remember correctly the not a surf songs were pretty well covered and like you guys have been playing most of those for years yeah yeah i mean there yeah there multiple was recordings of them it was it's they've pretty well well established right definitely more not immediacy all of them, but so yeah. we're fresher, but but generally speaking, yeah, we'd been we'd been playing them for a little while at least. You know, we're, we're no Husker or anything, but uh, we, you know, yeah, they'd they'd, get, they'd gotten 
They've been workshopped. Road testing. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, just by the definition of the thing, we only had, what, six months to do sexy results? Yeah, but I think less than that, like from five, top to bottom, yeah. to, to write it and record it. And I was a big fan of that, too. really. I like... I like uh, you work well with deadlines. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, but I like kind of instant recording. I remember, like, Continuous Symmetries, we, like, were writing that week. Mm. Like, yeah. interesting. Because like, that was, it was it for was, me, that's one of the highlights of the record. It's the, my, my yeah. probably my favorite song on the record, but that was being written that week. Like, I had did not have lyrics until like three days before we went into the studio. Yeah. Right. Like, hmm. yeah, sounds fresh. Yeah. Hey, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Well, and, and I guess, uh, I mean, would you care to ex- expand upon like the. Like what was what the overall? Because other artists were asked to do stuff as well. Like it was a larger thing than just the high five being. Yeah, it was a it was a multimedia stage and science fair type show uh, based around the search for the Higgs boson. The Higgs boson had not been located yet. Um, it was actually just later that year. I think it was in July when it was uh, located. But uh, the uh, the concept behind it and i get gotta give a gotta give a mention to brent Gody yes. and cedar block because they were the ones that came up with it and he was so nice to invite us to be a part of this he was one of the earliest uh champions of this band in milwaukee when mm-hmm. we first moved down him and him and tom crawford over at wmsc like yep. were some of the like our first like very vocal champions um and only brent only brent would have asked us to be <laughs> in something like this um so his pitch for it to us was in the annals of, of history, a lot of scientific achievement was called out in science fiction and art first. So his thought was, let's force the issue. Let's do a whole show around finding the Higgs boson. And then we'll find it with all of the art that we create. Mm. So we created uh, that EP full of uh, songs about particle physics. Um, there were a few other musicians that uh, did some songs as well. There were uh, art slash installation slash science fair exhibits. Um, our friend D put together a uh, cloud chamber with beta particles in a little Petri dish. Uh, one of the, people uh designed a video game called ms particle man that was like a pac-man ripoff that he yeah yeah, like (laughs) set up in a in a little console and uh there was a yeah there was a just a lot of stuff where you could just wander around turner hall and uh and check things out but then there was also a stage show that was kind of narrated through by brent and uh video and yeah there was video there was uh you know the musical interludes where we played like i think i think we played all of the songs that night we did yeah no i think we did play all of them um but yeah it was one of the coolest things we've ever been a part of and uh it i ended up getting the fermilab logo tattooed on me to commemorate it so yeah it's the kind of thing where um first of all uh Annals. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> the uh, when I heard about it, I thought about the fact that I was like, "Wow, that that's like the the underhanded pitch with like the large plastic baseball bat for yep. the kids." For you guys. <laughs> I'm just like, as far as stuff that suits. Uh-huh. You also have you to understand that that it wasn't people who are normally used to seeing a rock show. Oh, sure. Watching us, like right. yeah, there was, were a lot of everyone was seated. Yeah, it, we were playing to, to tables, and there were a lot of old, and I'm old, but 
elderly. It was an Alberta college production. With, with like, not like, your normal audience. Like, yeah. their yeah. fingers in their ears. It, it was kind of awesome and hilarious <laughs> to me to watch. <laughs> they got a whole different kind of culture that night. Where they just, you know... N- knuckling down with like <laughs> they were kind of white knuckling through it. Yeah, <laughs> there were there were definitely Gritted people who enthusiasm just, <laughs> who just like the first time we played, they like oh we can bear it, and then like there was a little break, and then the second time they just they're gone, <laughs> like they're gone, <laughs> which made me laugh. And then I ended up knocking over a microphone, and like it like you, I mean you. People have seen me on stage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can fill in the blanks. Yeah. 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 He forgets where he is and he panics. (laughs) 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 I'm just just imagining the uh, uh, guys. I don't often make Simpsons references, but like the that's our secret word, and like the wolf is like looking (laughs) looking to the right, like panicked. (laughs) (laughs) That's you. Yeah, <laughs> not far off. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh lordy! Uh, so getting back to the new record, uh, you you made the decision to have CD and vinyl, mm-hmm. which is not something that's it's people that haven't done it. Yeah, uh, is there anything you'd like to share with your experiences of, of well, uh, making our formats? <laughs> no, no, no. The year no, twenty eighteen. Be very, be very specific and think about it a lot because we talked about it a lot. Um, it was very important to me to have vinyl if I was going to have to fucking do it myself, which I, I mean, it's still in the process of doing. Um, but it also, you know, catering to people that don't have record players, there still are a bunch of them out there and they still want to get the music, but they want to have something physical. But here's the key. Each of those formats, there's only a hundred of them. That's it. That's enough. That's more than enough, really, probably. But that was like the lowest we could go that made sense. And yeah, there's no need to press up 500 records of any of our bands anymore. You're not doing 500, are you? I, do you want me to answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm in here. That one. <laughs> I'm in here right now, <laughs> looking at boxes. Let's see. Yeah, but a lot of those are Victory Associates records, unfortunately. Yeah, fair enough. That was a that that was a different. Well, here in I front of the you, shelves of regret. I, I, I can tell you, Art of Murder did 500, and there's like 40 left. Okay, that's excellent. But you tour a hell of a lot more yeah. than we do. Mm-hmm. You go and, out there and, 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 get and it people done. do buy them. Yeah. yeah, people do buy them. And, and we're not particularly planning on you know doing a lot of touring. Fuck no. You know, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> so we kind of had to be aware of that and think about that. And, you know, uh, we've each got probably enough, you know, the amount of records and CDs we've already sold mm-hmm. of this. I bet each of us have that much left in our each of our basements of the last record. Right. I mean, the idea ultimately isn't isn't to hoard product. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but it's, but it's, not, it's not only, and I want to say it's not only that, it's not only like keeping in mind like, oh, we have to move all this shit every time we move or whatever, but it's also just kind of awareness of putting more physical product in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More junk. Absolutely. You know, and more we kind of classic dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we were very conscious of that. We talked about that a lot, um, and that seemed like the best compromise of uh, our, our artistic physical desires and being conscious of the world. Once it's gone, you can go on Soul Seek or whoever Soul takes, <laughs> takes the stuff and does the thing. Hop in your time machine and uh, LimeWire. Yeah, dog. <laughs> it is on Napster. Log on to uh, Nutella. Check it on Kazaa, everybody. <laughs> is Demonoid still a thing? <laughs> They've, no, it, 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 it's back it's, again. It's, it's back for like a 50. Yeah. yeah. Somehow 
Somehow Napster exists in the record is on Napster. That's why I picked Soul Napster Soul is mind. the weirdest. I don't know. Napster yeah. is a whole different thing now. It is. That's why <laughs> yeah. I picked Soul Seek. Soul Seek is still Soul Seek. I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's still. It's I still been seeking those souls. It's actually a peer-to-peer network exclusive for Soul Collection. Now. Yeah. Oh, don't nice. Know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. It's, yeah. It's I, not I, just a clever name. Yeah. So you can yeah. lease your soul there for 99 years. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> profit. There's a dot com for anything. <laughs> James. They, they, do, they have an app for that. They James do. Brown invented that. <laughs> that was what he did. He was seeking soul all around he the world. Seeking soul. He's the godfather of that. He's right godfather of soul seek. <laughs> I was at the uh, when oh. we were when we were at uh, Illuminated for the PRF barbecue. Uh, I was talking to Cal from uh, Sewing Needle about the whole like, yeah, we we figured it out that we can only have to have to press one hundred copies of vinyl. And he looked at me and he was like, "That's." awesome (laughs) the number the number of people i know in bands that are like yeah oh you only pressed that many we've had other people emailing (laughs) us so funny talking about that and it's so contrary to what people outside of our scene would think yeah it corrects well yeah i mean so would would you say because there's this mindset that is applied to for lack of a better term indie rock on a whole that really is only appreciable to a certain type of touring act that oh you sell <laughs> lots more physical product right now but the the caveat to that is yes if you're out playing different places yeah. all the time right yeah if you have sort of new yeah. people that do not already have it yeah if you have the ability to to do that and you know not ability and that. interest yeah uh, for sure know. Because it it is, uh, you know, it's it's still a sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, right? if, and yeah, like as, and be more difficult as time goes on. And as I think, it was something mentioned extemporaneously, but it, it's like there's no plans for a hi-fi tour anytime soon. Yeah, right. Yeah, Everything's yeah, like exactly. more adventure based at this point. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, do we want to like hit a weekend here and there? Absolutely. Sure. We just yeah. got to figure out what vehicle we're gonna have. To Please do have it. amps for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know the, the the desire is still there. But then it's not. We're again. We've got like our lives have changed a lot in the last seven years, and you know we're not going to spend all of our vacation days on tour anymore. Because for you a have, lot of reasons, right, right, right. exactly. It, w- to talk about like differences in what's happened since the last records to the new one, three of us bought houses. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a big difference. That's, a, that's kind of a big seismic shift. Like, yeah. it's not like we can take our vacation days and just uh, burn them up on a tour anymore, and or like, or God forbid, sacrifice actual pay to. To go out and do this when it's like, well, the mortgage is due on the first now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Different stakes. Yep, Yep. exactly. And that's, you know. So you got any mortgage related songs on this uh, this record? (laughs) There is a song about buying a car. We actually had to think about that. <laughs> yeah, we did have to think. You saw it. You saw it in both of our like. We're like. Mm, sorry. <laughs> Actually, why don't we do? Why don't we? Uh, let's play. Space is fake. That's a. That's a. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, Doc, yeah, that's a little bit afterwards. That's a, that's a good non sequitur. Yeah, we'll go into that subject <laughs> after. Yep, that's what we do here. Yep. Space <laughs> is fake. If I had iFi.
Space is fake, <laughs> but I find <laughs> <laughs> that one, uh, of course, also is on uh, the same record we've been listening most everything else off of. Uh, We're never going home. Available on your finer band camps. If I had a hi-fi.bandcamp.com. <laughs> that's right. It's the place to go. Uh, that features. That's the one that features the bonk, bonk, the the thing. The, the, my, the my sample pad, the sample pad the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, walk, the new walk, toy thing <laughs> the thing the thing that i go to the sound guy and be like all right do you have like this needs to be plugged in all right let's do the level check and then i play it for uh five seconds at the beginning of one song <laughs> <laughs> yes i love it we'll do more with it we'll, we'll do oh, more yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah we already got plans <laughs> yeah it's almost like when you when you get a weird pedal and you're like, all right, I need to to justify keeping this here. I need to write some songs that include exactly. This yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Honestly, a lot of times we were talking that about this in the break, but actually it works. It works the other way around. Where like somebody gets a new pedal, like, oh, that makes that noise. Yeah. Do that noise for a couple of minutes, and then yeah. a song. Yeah, there it is. Suddenly a song breaks out. (laughs) (laughs) That's been a long-standing thing with us. How did you think my pedal board got so big? Yeah, Ah! particular point. It's just all pedals I used on one song. That's right. (laughs) What do you guys think of the uh, like the guitar pedal revolution? The small manufacturer. It's fun. Guitar pedal world. I enjoy it. I've I've had uh, luck with with smaller boutique stuff that Michael has. Luckily, uh, already collected and decided he didn't want it on his board, so I could borrow it for a while. <laughs> That's very helpful. Yeah, I, um, yeah you're you just using great. his spins. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, you know, and stuff that I mean, you know, Chris's sound is changing all the time. Well, it's just like sometimes I throw things on and I take them off. I mean, I, like I, I never want to be dependent on stuff because I break mm. it too much. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like that's why I, I'm laughing. You know, I. <laughs> I really only have like two distortions, uh, multi-effect, and a delay on my board at any point in time. So, like, uh, I, I mean, 
Like, there are things on the record where I'm using some pretty boutique stuff, but it's more not that I'm not really writing a song around it anymore. Yeah. You know, because what if it breaks? Right. You know, like dinosaurs, like the, the, the chorus of dinosaurs is like a data corruptor and that red panda particle together. And like that makes that wow. chorus, which, it, yeah, I mean, it's a crazy $600 chorus. It is. It is a, an expensive amount of, 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 you know, stuff. For those of you doing fantasy pedal board. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, but like there are times when like, like Shane specifically for us, put in like routing cables in his studio so we could take vocals or drum yeah, and stuff run through the, yeah. run them through yep. the pedal and put them back into the board and I, I know we use like dinosaurs my voice is definitely that yeah. we did um, that on I mean we yeah, with a vocals bunch of on songs. every song just about apart from one or two it was like run it through this pedal run, you know do this you know a little delay thing or like pitch shift or whatever or the chaos pad or uh, my vocals on uh, Bigfoot are through a Walkman with a recording microphone oh, on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we, we definitely um, this is getting away from the pedal talk a little bit, but we definitely when we were mixing, it was important to treat the vocals as another instrument in terms of the texture has got to be something interesting. How it sits with everything else. Well, not then sit over it necessarily, but I, you know, like a record like us, ours, I think it would like. Even like particularly the older records would get boring to listen to if there wasn't a certain amount of ear candy going on, mm-hmm. um, you know. Like yeah, the songwriting it, wasn't carrying. Well, no, but sure. I mean, if you're if you're hitting people over the head with a hammer, <laughs> like constantly, you kind of got to give them a little sugar, you know. Like um, this record, uh, clearly we backed off the the hammer and um, it's more sugar less hammer. Yeah. <laughs> That was actually MC Hammer's uh, first greatest hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was his collaboration with Bob Mould. Yeah. <laughs> more sugar Sick. less hammer. <laughs> I can back that. <laughs> if I can't change your pumps in the bump. Woof. <laughs> 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 um. But yeah, uh, I mean, we can talk more about the recording in general. But well, um, so Chris, how how does uh, like you've since played with guitar and glacial speed? Has that changed the way you approach doing stuff for hi-fi when you're when you're doing guitar stuff? Uh, you know, uh, they're kind of different animals. You know, I mean, of course. Like, but I mean, has, has the one informed the other in any way, or do you just kind of feel like I, it's- I think glacial speed definitely like because it's it's more of a traditional like I'm more of a traditional guitar player. It definitely made me a better traditional guitar player. I don't know how much it affected this record, but I mean, um, you know, like I do normal stuff in in glacial speed, and I can now shred if I need to. I don't need to in this band, but it, rather you, know, you didn't actually shred in you know. case of emergency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I'm sure in some weird way, shape, or form, it has, you know, mutated into this band. But, uh, it, you know, it's not a a, a thing. Well, that I mean, Glacial Speed is just a completely different animal. Ashley writes all the songs. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't does. saying that they're the same band. I was saying those, well, that the know, ones are but, to inform. But they're, they're totally different. Oh. I'm saying there's just not a lot of crossover. Yeah, yeah. there's just a totally different approaches. No, it's an acceptable answer. Yeah. Approaches <laughs> to music. <laughs> no, fuck you. There you go. I'm saying. Um, but I will say, like some, something about speaking about boutique pedals. You get a, mm-hmm. you get a band like Lardo. Which is of course, entirely yeah. based on that sound, and it's a f- fucking awesome band, right? Um, and that's something that wouldn't necessarily. Well, I mean, like I guess a band like Running 
with that phaser sound. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, but a lot of bands aren't wouldn't be like that. And I think that's something that really is kind of happening more with the with the, the boutique pedals. Is they're so unique that you can yeah you can base a song or an album or a band around them. Right, and in a way, maybe have an easier time of uh, carving out a niche for something that. Uh, would otherwise sound more akin to something that's come before it'll sound more unique because oh it's got this thing like, yeah right. again when we specifically speak of lardo it's like yeah without you know the fact that he, he didn't get at least get a free pedal from earthquake or kind of blows my mind <laughs> Ridiculous. because it's like yeah these records are like your demos these are your <laughs> play, put these on the website i guarantee those have sold Oh, one to me. I'm the one sitting here with a sponsorship for a moment. Like, I'm like, why are you giving it to me? <laughs> oh, lordy. But the, uh, but the, yeah. The point of fact is, is, is doesn't seem like as much as like there's a lot of uh, texture, noise, and other elements to what Hi-Fi does. I've never thought that anything was dependent upon one item or one thing right mm-hmm. and i think that that's something that has been true over the years um but you know i mean do you think about that is that something that's well like, i mean like, so, like are you keeping it fun for there's, yourselves there's like, definitely the a couple of songs like off the first couple of records that like due to uh the profit our profit uh synthesizer dying we probably can't play or can't play the would same. Have, it would be way. harder to pull off. Yeah, because yeah. just because that was yeah. like, I mean, this giant synth that, and now they're like three yeah. grand. You know, I'm not going to buy one. <laughs> right. So <laughs> stuff that was like, hey, look at this cool thing that like is a piece of trash. Well, I bought it. For, oh, now people realize it's cool. I bought it for two hundred bucks when nobody yeah, wanted yeah, analog yeah. synths. So <sighs> um, now, now every you know guy is has a bedroom set up and they all want those analog synths. And I couldn't afford one. I mean, I could, but well, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense. And I've paid less for cars, you know. Yeah. And after watching Kirkpatrick spend that entire set swearing at his, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and no, like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that reliable live, but it was reliable enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could get all, away with it, yeah. but you know. Uh, so then, as far as I guess, maybe the the larger question would be. Embracing new technology for FI to iFi, right? Because it's not necessarily like you're dragging out analog synths hmm. for everything, right? No, so. no except for the new, new the stuff that's not on this. We're going back to that. <laughs> yeah, like, but we're gonna we're probably still gonna need to figure out how to reconfigure them to play them live yeah. with like in a regular set. So I've got this weird thing you've never so. seen before. I'm only gonna hit it for about five seconds at the beginning yeah. of the song, <laughs> and, that, and then that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As long as we can figure out how to like do something that is akin to that when we actually go out and play the songs, if right. we can't bring that thing, we'll find something. Yeah, you know, I we mean, can sub in or whatever. Uh, you know, as long as it sounds good, it doesn't necessarily have to sound exactly like the you know the written song or the finished song. You know, it's just like as long as it's good, just a good sound. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if we're loud and jump around enough, people don't notice. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it is <laughs> it is possible for us to take some of those songs that maybe won't necessarily sound exactly the same because we don't have that tech anymore, and just reconfigure it and make it fresh to us again. You know, like that's something that you know can if, be can be fun if that's something that we want to do in between writing new songs, which is more fun than 
Re-figuring yeah. Old yeah. So maybe that's yeah. that's a good question as far yeah. as with a band with a relatively deep catalog, even if it's not something that's like you know universally known catalog. What? How do you look at revisiting old material? Like when do you bring stuff back into the set? When and why? When 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 we're bored of the set? Yeah, when we get tired of the songs. <laughs> when we get we tired have. of the set, then we go. What are we not tired wi- of? And then we bring that back. Mm. Like, it's literally that. Like, there's not much more thought yeah. to it. So it's, it's, so it's a boredom-inspired agenda. I, I think most the the biggest inspiration for this band is boredom, <laughs> and av- avoidance thereof. <laughs> Like and, this, uh, and foisting on others, um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> boredom and and hatred towards the general populace. <laughs> it's pretty much what this sort of a contempt-based economy. <laughs> it's us versus y'all. <laughs> I've been making a concerted effort. Um, Do you really feel like it's still adversarial, though, as adversarial as it used to be? Nah, nah, just not as much as it used to be. Uh, I mean, it still is, but like. <laughs> I think we're never, never going to be on. like a you know a, a mainstream cuddly band or even yeah. even compared to you know indie bands like popular indie bands we're never going to fit into that we don't particularly care to and we just it's been that way long enough that we don't even think about it anymore. To bring it back to what we were talking about earlier, there's more important shit in the world to worry about than to be <laughs> antagonistic yeah. with someone who like came in to see the band necessarily like now i now i see a bunch of people in the room and i'm just like let's all get through this together people <laughs> well and that, right, right. To, uh, to say is it adversarial yeah it's just who we're adversarial at the adversaries like, change. there you yeah, go yeah. Adversaries yeah. Change. for sure but hold yeah. on line up a bunch of people and i'll go fucking at them yeah. trust me <laughs> like doesn't take much <laughs> to set me off <laughs> Who needs a lap dance? You. you. <laughs> Let's go. Michael, how are you doing over there? I'm good. <laughs> you guys are good at talking. Your, your right? mic's working, right? Yeah, I'm, in, okay. I'm enjoying this. Good. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's cool. <laughs> Thanks for the show. <laughs> You're going to do a separate hour with just Michael. <laughs> what, all the therapies had to go through? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Getting deep with Michael Martin. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you've had, uh, you know, uh, you've got Rally. Uh, currently and like like which did a whole bunch of stuff when you're around you've certainly been sure. been very busy during this yeah the, hi- the hi-fi lean times yeah that was a band for five years yeah it isn't it seems like it was for two weeks but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so as you know you're at this point You've been in the band, this band, quite some time, but you would mm, twelve be, years. Yeah, you would be yeah. like the new guy. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they remind me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's By the new guy until he's not the new guy yeah. anymore. <laughs> yep. So, what what was it like walking into the tornado of thorns? Like when when you joining the band? Yeah. Uh, well, I you know I had been friends with them uh, from playing in other bands. Uh, I was in a band called New Blind Nationals. Uh, we had toured together twice, or just twice once? sounds right. A bunch of times. <laughs> I, yeah. I recently uh, digitized a videotape of <laughs> oh, one of those God. tours. Yeah. I don't know if I can watch I'm, it. Yeah, I'm afraid to see that. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you know, we were one of those bands who had drummer problems, and uh, d- DJs stepped in a couple times. And uh, I played more know. shows with you guys than some of your regular drummers you, did. Yeah, you might have yeah. played the most. <laughs> I I really I can't recall it's either you or Joe, um, yeah. but um, 
Yeah, uh, when when uh, Sean left the hi-fi, I got the phone call. And, the, you know, these guys are my buddies. And I was really enjoying the music that they were making. And, you know, I was like, hell yeah. That's like if, if I were to join one other band, that was going to be the band. So, yeah, it was an easy decision for me. So here how, I am How soon did you later. regret it when you made that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, First road trip when he saw Jesus in Tom's basement uh, in Lansing. When my job became uh, <laughs> propping the driver's seat up with the board in between ah. my legs. <laughs> was the best at it. All roads yeah. back to the death van. But hold on, stop. He was the best at it. It's, I, yeah. That's true. the truth. Uh, it, game, game respect game. It's absolutely true that all three of these guys had different settings where they liked the board, too. <laughs> Take a sleep number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew I knew all their settings too when they did the driver rotation. I don't drive, by the way. I'm yeah, I've never driven. So um, so that just becomes your job. You just have to be the board man. <laughs> was it was it was it Rob Montage that so you said like? No, I have a license. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, who did I pull that on? Oh, that I was, think I, was. I feel Rob. like it was Rob. Yeah, I thought it was on a white range. Hi, Rob. Uh. I believe it was it was maybe a combination of both at Rob's house. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Oh dear. I don't know, what was the question? <laughs> I believe it was how's it going over there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, pretty good. All right. Well, I mean, again, you 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 walk into a band that you already knew and there was established uh, catalog for yeah. and, and and a rich history. By the way, it was it. it was very intimidating because I. Don't I I don't I don't consider myself like a keyboard player like or, or good at music. Let the in record general. show he's doing keyboard hands. Yeah, I'm doing <laughs> <saying that>. keyboard <laughs> cat. Yeah, um, yeah. I you know so uh, it was a little bit uh, intimidating at first, uh, kind of not knowing if I could be interesting enough for them. <laughs> you faked it well enough I, in a couple national songs where we apparently thought that you played sure. keyboards well yeah. enough. Well, okay, we, always, <laughs> we were always looking for the Mark Mothersbaugh, you know, play the part with a fist kind of, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Kind yeah. of style. So it's like, you, 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 you yeah. can do that. You got hands. I do. And I still, uh, I the, still do. For the record. <laughs> that's, your, that's your metric. Huh? You, Sean got, was, you got hands. You can do this. Yeah. <laughs> Sean was also not a keyboard player True. when he started, too. So like, we figured, ah, sure. yeah, he'll do it. Like, it's not a big deal. No. Yeah, yeah, but it, you know, it's it's one of those things where uh, you know you hear you hear this band who you know you get your friends and and you know you're a part of a scene in quotes, <laughs> and uh, you know these guys are like doing stuff that doesn't really make sense to me. You know, it's just like uh, and just just such a like hodgepodge of influences and like noises and textures and uh, y- you know like. Uh, not necessarily stuff that I could pick out the exact reference point. Uh, I mean, these guys li- introduced me to a lot of music too. Um, so yeah, it's been a rewarding experience playing with these dudes. What song would you like to hear off the new record? <laughs> uh, or what song would you like people to hear? You don't have to hear it. Suzanne Vega. We should do a Suzanne Vega format. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a radio station for me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a niche market. <laughs> uh, let's do uh, the flaws the feature. Ah, all right. Here we go. Flaws the feature. Radio Nope.
The flaw is the feature, <laughs> and the feature is the flaw. What reminds me how awesome my snare sound is on this record. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, that's Shane. What, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, I this guess. is the, this is the closest to a hair metal sound you're ever gonna get. Oh man, that's the dream, isn't that it? That is the dream. <laughs> when we were uh, that gated snare, I I can't remember if we actually said this to Congleton or not. I know I t- joked about it, but Ooh. I might actually have. But I remember wanting to tell him, you know that reverse reverb on all the like floor tom hits on all the hair metal ballads. We want nice. some of that, and then just just to see what he would have said. We did I, th- actually, I feel like he would have rolled with it. Oh, actually. He oh yeah. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We actually did that on this record in uh, Dinosaurs. We did some reverse reverb on the guitars. That's true, we did. Because it just felt like it needed a little ramp up and just like, again, telling Shane, just like, reverse reverb. You know it. You know the sound of it. <laughs> Do it here. It's like, uh, you know it. You love to hear it. <laughs> the other thing that we've never been able to pull off is the key change in the last chorus. Dude, we tried. We've tried. Like, like that stupid pop formula, like at the oh, end, yeah, of, yeah, at the yeah. end of "Living I'm, I'm on a Prayer." Familiar. Yeah, we've we've tried. There's at least one unfinished Do- song that had it. Doesn't quite work in noise rock yeah, to do the key hard. change at the. They'll bring the chorus up a hat, like a couple steps. Eh. So frustrating. Some, someday we're gonna crack that code, we'll, and people we'll are gonna be like, "Did it. they do a yeah. fucking key change? <laughs> Shut well, the fuck up!" When, when, whenever, whenever I hear that in, in pop in pop music, I always kind of, "Why did you?" <laughs> Why? Because. Well, but, I mean, but, it's a cliche, like you yeah. know, like, and, and like, that's and I think it just started as like it was just a thing, and then like, oh, let's do that thing that they yeah. did, and then it became like yeah. the thing well, to yeah. do for a while, and was just sort of like, okay, but I, I guess if you feel like it sounds kind of samey, have whatever. you ever heard a really noisy band do it? No, no, <laughs> that's why we, we tried. We like to do stuff like that, though. I remember people like boggling the audience when we first did the harmonies on Doubting Thomas Telescope. Oh yeah, noise bands yeah. don't do harmonies. Yeah. <laughs> that's usually because it's incredibly difficult to hear vocals. That's also true. yeah. <laughs> There's a lo- you know a cowboy monkey. I, again, there there are more there are bigger issues to worry about in the world today. But can we talk for a second about how like noise rock has evolved into like like white dudes screaming music, yeah. dudes yelling, like, dudes yelling, yes. dudes yelling, like, oh, yeah. like what the fuck? <laughs> like that's al- I mean that's always been a, a specific. Some specific goals in our songwriting has always been one: don't write the same song twice, and two: don't just be a yelly guy band. Have some hooks. Like w- so many noise rock bands are just content to scream, and I and I love a lot of them. Don't you know? Get me wrong, but boy, does that become samey after a while. Like, like take you know, it, hit a note. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, you can do that. This is. You know, we were coming up on when we were starting the band, you know, as I, I've always been a big Medicine fan, but I remember sitting DJ down and playing him the first Medicine record, yeah. which is noisy as fuck, and there's just all over it, but it's hooky all the way through. Well, I, I mean, you not know, only that, all but sorts like, of stuff like that. There's just a- look at, like, look at The New Science. This is the first song we ever wrote. Yeah. Okay, like, at the time, bands weren't doing the back, like, noise rock bands weren't doing the back and forth vocals. Nope. They weren't doing ba-ba-ba harmonies. They, I mean, yeah. like... No, it, you're like, right. It, it did sound very, very unique in that, uh, in that way, just by nature of the fact that there's not a lot of bands that were doing that then, and still, right. still, really aren't that many bands are doing it now. I thought like nah. it was kind of like a resurgence for like a hot minute, but right, you know, like yeah, the like Savvy felt, Fav and what like yeah. right. Fav we felt like brought. we had brethren for a minute. <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. and that's isn't that and, and we <laughs> outlived all of them because. Yes. We are the giant porpoise of bands. 
We are. What? <laughs> sure. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't get the reference. You don't get my mind. No. Okay. You're pumping it too hard. I was gonna say. <laughs> that's pump a mythical. Too hard. That's, that's a mythical nautical beast that I am unfamiliar with. Hold on. Giant it's, it's, it's pumping too hard, but it's the number two because it's the follow up to the other. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, pumping yeah. too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty much the same. I'm gonna assume you're on the cover of the first one, and it's gonna be the same. The same picture, but you just look kind of tired. <laughs> Been pumping too hard, boys. <laughs> Andrew WK, let's not party for a while. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was definitely thinking, let's not party for a while. Uh. Whoa, stood up too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Nap time 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good meme. You can remember that, yeah. that many years later. That's true. <laughs> good fucking meme. Yeah. Uh, tell me about... Uh, Flaws, the feature, features, the flaw. Tell me about that song that we played at one point. It's uh, another workplace uh, anxiety song. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it that song's really just about like uh, w- there are times in my industry where uh, no matter what you do, this is the pumping industry. Right? Yes, the, yes. The heavy, <laughs> the, the promotional heavy, pumping industry, the heavy pumping <laughs> industry. <laughs> <laughs> Where like, like no matter what you do, well, first of all, there are times when you can see things going wrong, and there's nothing you can do to change. You it. can tell you're not at optimum pump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, and then also, like, there's nothing you can do to win. So, mm. like, that's just really about like you know the futility of like, oh, I gotta go do this thing, and I know I'm gonna lose money, or I know I like you're you're locked into it. And right. It's- right. And you just yeah. got to ride it out. Got to ride out that thousand mile walk in the desert for the ice cream. Exactly. And, and like a giant porpoise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. I'm still, still looking at what the porpoise comes into it, but it's, it's all right. new to me, but I'm going to roll with it. Roll with the porpoise. I'm not. I'm still. That is definitely on on my record. Roll, roll with the porpoise. Is that I'm pumping too hard? <laughs> but no, I mean, like, if you want to know about how it was written, I know Michael came up with that, like that lead guitar part, and then well, that's why we played it because you you started off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which I appreciate. I, I selfishly picked something I, would, I started. Yeah. I, I appreciate <laughs> the brazen innocence of, of using that as your criteria to pick a song. It's, it's <laughs> but that was definitely right. like I had. That's, I had that's Michael all over brazen innocence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was definitely a song where I had a I had was playing it on bass guitar. And it just wasn't quite sounding right, so I just switched the same line to bass synth, mm, and that and it popped. Yep, that was yeah. one of the keys to getting that song to a finished state. And that's not super common, but it happens every once in a while where it's just like either I will or one of the other guys will just be like, "Hey, Josh, uh, try playing that on the other thing." Yeah. Good part, wrong instrument. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I like the idea that that you know that that's that fluidity i mean like kind of the same thing with like michael depending on if it's a notey part or a texture part just like maybe make it more synthy or make it more synthy on the guitar or you know having that yeah. sort of flexibility <laughs> is really nice to to you know as a songwriting tool right 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 you've got uh your 64 crayon crayon box rather than a uh, eight or ten whatever. precisely yeah <laughs> precisely use that sky blue with the sharpener <laughs> Ooh, yeah <laughs> so uh when it comes to why you guys do what you do? Why do you do what you do? Stupidity. Because <laughs> we've been doing it too long to stop now. <laughs> and and so inertia is the answer. Yes. <laughs> inertia is the mode of being pretty, pretty good, dude. <laughs> I, I mean, would you say it's something where you're more being if I die if I for yourselves? Or are you being if I die if I for the world? Because the world's going to need an if I die if I. Does the 
wow. <laughs> Does the world mm. need? Does the world need? I don't think we <laughs> think about the world that much. No, uh, no. Needing us. Fuck the world. From an adversarial yeah. standpoint. Yeah. Fuck the world, man. I mean, it's you know. You can talk about how the whole thing, like, you know, we don't care about having an audience. Like, we, obviously, we care. Otherwise, yeah. we would just play for I ourselves. I mean, you do have an audience, yeah. too. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's something where, like, you know, it may, it may not be Legion, necessarily. But it's, fun, but it's still but fun to get that o- feedback and, you know. And, and there are kids, or, you know, and I use the pejorative kids there, that, that are, are new to, have never heard of you before, that are like, oh, wow, this is cool. And they don't necessarily have all that information front-loaded. Right. Mm-hmm. Through the listening mm-hmm. experience, but they can d- get something out of it. So clearly, it's something that like it, it resonates to a certain type of person. But it's it's not obviously it's not top forty. Yeah, I've said many many times that if you're a musician that plays out and deny the fact that you're looking for any kind of validation from an audience you're kind of <laughs> full of shit otherwise you would just be and there are people who just demo in their basement for the right. fuck of it for themselves and and are totally content doing that and that's awesome and some of those people produce awesome stuff if they ever let other people listen to it but they are um, not part of the pumping related economy er, no, no they are no. not <laughs> They are, low, they are low pump, <laughs> they are low pump musicians. Low pump. <laughs> but there, of course, is a fine line between uh, appreciating <laughs> that outside validation and, uh, you know, actively searching for it. They right. do not ride the porpoise. No, <laughs> they don't. No. <laughs> Fucking porpoise. Ride the porpoise. <laughs> ride the snake. <laughs> but as far as, as uh, we've, we've talked a bit about, you know, you mentioned, I think it's, it's, well, it's a Babyland album title, but Outlive Your Enemies. It's also outliving some of your friends too, right? Well, like you know, as far yeah. as you, you find new, we're like traits. the Highlander of noise rock, man. Like all of our original buddies have like fallen to the wayside. It makes us sad. We don't like to see yeah. that happen. Except, I, I guess that makes the Sump Pumps probably like the uh, the Sean Connery. Oh, that yes. <laughs> the, so we're the Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, who's the Adrian Paul? <laughs> Ooh. You guys I got this, this one. I got this Sit over there and pop. Hey, <laughs> what about ride the porpoise? Yeah, you're, you're, you're fine on your own. Ride the, seat over there, okay? <laughs> ride the porpoise makes total sense. Okay. Adrian Paul makes total sense. You yeah. just have to know the context. Exactly. Um, and I'm going to... S- give you time to think about it. So. I'm going to say that's Wax Eater. Right. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Sure. Yeah. Because they're Let's the first that. band that I thought of. Sure. <laughs> Hi, Wax Eater. We're thinking there of there, there, There's that baseline criteria. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rob will now listen to the episode because he was mentioned. <laughs> He's just going to know. True. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, a Google yeah. alert. But it's <laughs> weirdly for stuff that isn't even on the internet. That's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, half expecting, I'm half expecting him to burst into the room right now. <laughs> See in the chat box? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, no, but as far as like finding, you know, finding new like-minded bands and uh, you know, folks that you have a certain affinity for creatively or mindset-wise, it's interesting, I would imagine, uh, to see things kind of go in cycles, right? Like we had, like we mm-hmm. we talked briefly about, you know, how there was like a time period where there was like this kind of pop hooks in noise rock before it became, yeah. necessarily became like oh dudes yelling is kind of what people are doing now and oh man there's that's this the big thing there's this uh excellent man i actually don't even know if they're a band in milwaukee anymore but or maybe they're just not playing out a lot but estates um this uh like when i first heard them about maybe let's say three years ago because that sounds right um i know like 
they were kind of like 20, 21. I knew they couldn't all play in bars yet. Like I, I think I actually asked them to play a show with, with, with us or, or with body futures and they, they couldn't do it cause it was going to be at cactus. And, um, but the first time I saw them, I was like, holy shit, it's like 2016 and here's a band of 20-something or like 20 years old playing stuff that sounds like hum. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Like, I, that, I did not expect that whatsoever. So, like, all of a sudden I was feeling like, oh, maybe there's actually a, a resurgence of, like, noisier, louder stuff happening again. Like, maybe everybody broke their banjos finally. Like, this is great. <laughs> and... And so, so yeah, it definitely comes in, in cycles, and I'm kind of now hoping that there's, well, there, you know, I know there are other noisy bands in Milwaukee that I am excited to to play with. So, I, like, I put together that show with Sufferhead and uh, and uh, credentials that we've got coming up in September. That Just more to feature the noisier bands around that we haven't yeah played much yeah. yet or at all. Um, but also to contrast that, I would like to talk about recently we played a show down at the university of chicago i am and ask about that and it was with an entire lineup of bands we'd never played before never never played with never even seen before and we still felt immediately at home because it was like we walked in and it was a bunch of college kids doing the sloppy angry noisy punk like that's how i like my punk rock just sloppy and mean um and then, like a band like uh, Wet Wallet, which was this completely weirdo oh, hell duo yeah. that are our age. They yeah. seem like they're like around our age, and like we've never run into them before. So there's always it's all it's it's almost like the thing of like That's, there's always going to be the next record you need to find or the next book you need to read. Like there's the next band out there that yeah. you need to meet up with. Not to immediately turn it back over to me, but that's how I feel with Drug Apartments. Which, first of all, when Trosper was like, you need to watch this band. You're going to love them. I'm like, okay, Justin Trosper, one of my favorite guitar <laughs> I, I guess I'll pay attention. But I had heard so much about them, and I saw them play. I'm like, Christ, they're fucking awesome. And then I was just sitting there with them like at the bar, and like we were kind of like, how do we not know each other? Because they're from Sacramento. Sure. And, you know, it's like, it's like an hour and a half away from Oakland. I'm like, we had to have like crossed paths at some point. And that's what I was like, <laughs> oh, it used to be in the Yamo. So I'm like, there you go. So it was like one of those things where it's like, it was a new and and not everybody in the band was in the Amos like uh, Whitney the singer's a little younger, but like it was something where like oh that's cool because it's like they kind of took what made that band great and kind of went off in this other new direction for it. Sure, mm-hmm. I mean and I feel that it's, it's, same it's just, way. It's nice to be surprised by cool things. Absolutely, I, I guess I feel that same way with like Daisy from Long. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's oh, they been blew in, me away when we. But he's been in little bands little. for like ever, and like we had that conversation like, uh, like. He, I remember we were talking. He used to go see Tony play. Well, no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. also just like, like I remember I was talking with Amy from Viva La Fox, and and Daisy was like, "How do you know Amy?" I'm like, "Uh, she literally dug glass out of my back once." <laughs> like, uh, we go back, we, we go, go back. way back, and yeah. he's like, "How do we not high pump content. know each other?" Like, yes. yeah, yeah, and just the, yeah, super high pump. <laughs> the the idea the, the very interesting idea that those people can be like just one degree off and you yeah. just miss them you know like right. like yeah. ships in the night yeah. porpoises giant porpoises in the night <laughs> riding must be ride. riding rodent riding <laughs> rodents they must be hell there there are noisy weirdos in Madison that we've barely shared the stage with yeah like the like the his and her loot bag crew we've we played with almost crossover we've played with loot bag. Transformer loot bag once we did the like the kids band camp thing with his and her vanities, yeah. but we've never done anything else with them, and they're like 
which is crazy. There absolutely are kindred spirits. Yeah. How did that not... How is it not yeah. happening now even still? I don't know. I'm working on that one, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so recently, there was a... As much as one can have a reunion show for a band with a departed member for a band that it was very uh, important to if I had IFI and to oh, specifically. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I, pers- I have my own thoughts about that, but since you guys are the, are the guests, I want to direct it over to you, especially you, DJ, and, and kind of get your thoughts on what it was like seeing the Brignac reunion air quotes slash celebration. Oh, that was some emotional stuff. Um, Chris and I locked eyes at one point when they started playing, uh, which one was it? I think it was Crash. Yeah, or, or, it was probably Crash. Yeah, or uh, Forget Everything is what Yeah, uh, yeah, what it it's like I never called. saw them do that, you know? like Yeah, like, there there were a couple times when they started playing, like, the stuff that wouldn't, t- or that would have been on the next record that we just kind of both looked at each other and went, ah! like, we were about to, like, I was, a, I, I didn't get like super weepy but uh there were definitely some very emotional moments during that set that was a pretty formative like, band for you absolutely yeah that that band like blew the doors open as far as like how are like how are they allowed to do that and it still be music well and not you only know? that but like really <laughs> they were not that much older like i could look at them and go, and go i could like i might I not be that. that good but i could do something like that yeah you know, and and they weren't that much older. I mean, Timmy was twenty seven when he died. You know, like I think twenty nine actually. He's not part of this twenty seven. Oh, okay. Well, uh, but you still, know, he was not far ahead of us. Right. Not for right. Me. You know. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I mean, they weren't old dudes. They all, and it, it was just like this compact unit that was fully formed the first time I saw them. You know, like, and they were amazing and making every other band look, you know, pale. By comparison, I mean, we saw Sunny Day Real Estate go on after them once, <laughs> and it was that's poor, that I, poor I, man. I re- remember like being like, I like the Sunny Day record. I feel bad for them. Like I felt physically bad for that band having to go on after Brainiac. Like, yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, nothing. Not taking away anything from Sunny Day Real Estate. Like I actually like very much enjoy that band. No, but, no, but it's a matter. But that of was that different did, kind of presence. That did not work. Yeah, yeah, you were not so bad. After that, it was like, well, a hurricane just hit the city. What are we, like? Go ahead and do your little dog and pony show. Yeah. Nobody's gonna watch. <laughs> it was advantageous for Shudder to think though, because they had that palate cleanser yes, between yes, them and Brainiac. Yes. Otherwise, maybe Shudder to think would have been like, ooh, we have to follow that now. Yeah. Shit. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Well, hey, it was like seeing the Quadrajets right after Tonut. <laughs> like, eh. The cool thing that I, oh. I'm pretty sure that we talked about this uh, when we were on, on the way back or when we were there or something was that was the cool experience of stepping into a music scene that we were not a part of. Right. And seeing stuff very sim- similar to what we see at the PRF. We saw a lot of people hugging that hadn't seen each other in a while. Like you could tell that it was like a Dayton scene reunion at that show. And it was kind of cool to be on the outside looking in of that and and see that oh, this is this is really neat. Like people are coming out of the woodwork for this. Like not all of these people are lifers, but they came out. There were <laughs> there were little kids who 
obviously had never seen Brainiac play yeah. that were definitely like members of like like family members that all had Brainiac t-shirts on that were like nine. Yeah, I mean Tyler ha- clearly had his son there. Yeah, I mean that was kind of yeah. awesome. Yeah, but compare that to like like the Alligator Gun reunion. Yes, shows it was like that's you know probably what it would have been like for us. Kind of a similar thing where like yeah, just you know people that need an excuse to come out and see a rock and roll show one more time yeah get you know get a babysitter go ahead and come on out because this isn't going to happen again yeah yeah like when we we did the uh the the replicator one-off at the west coast prf i made that joke on stage about employing every babysitter in alameda (laughs) (laughs) it was not that far yeah Uh, what other song? We're kind of starting to run a little short on time here. What other song would you guys like to get to before we, uh, sure before we would. wrap it up? Uh, Bigfoot. That's like Bigfoot. Maybe you talked about. You did yeah. talk about Bigfoot. Did, yeah, let's do that. Bigfoot. Bigfoot, take, take the wheel. The wheel. <laughs> nope. Bigfoot, take the wheel. That's yet another one off of uh, We're Never Going Home, the new If I Die, If I record. Available now. If I Die, If I.bandcamp.com. If you are local to Milwaukee, you got a show in Milwaukee at the High Dive, uh, Chicago uh, after that, and uh, Madison uh, the next week. Everyone else can go screw themselves, I think is the exact <laughs> quote, right? Yes. Yes. Everyone else can actually listen the, to the record online and have a very nice time. Thank the, you. The people <laughs> at the show can go screw themselves too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. That's true. Yeah, that's healthy. Just go do it. 
Uh, also, uh, it prevents prostate cancer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, coming up on uh, what, uh, whatever happened to the '80s safe sex song? You know, Oy. come on. Uh, also, coming up on Tuesday, we're going to be on uh, WMSC's local live. For the seventeen uh, thousandth time, I don't even know. It's WMSC.org. That'll be six p.m. on the Tuesday, and it will be archived for your convenience. Yep. As will this. Hey, which you probably already know about if you're listening <laughs> to it. One <laughs> 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 you can imagine. I mean, this is on extemporaneously, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so How's the future, everybody? Is it good? <laughs> uh, pretty much the same. We're, um, we're in a post-porpoise economy. It's largely <laughs> pump-based. Largely <laughs> <laughs> pump-based. Ah, uh, things are. You know. We don't have to take out. Pump off <laughs> to have, have a, a porpoise. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> that, guy, that guy gross. <laughs> wow. I, I, I found out his I, limits. I'm actually shocked at how good that guy gross, but yet also not shocked at all. No, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Wow. I mean, this is the highbrow humor that we have here. It's true. So, <laughs> again, you, you guys have, have been a band uh, for quite a long time. So what is next for FIFI? Well, uh, we decided we were going to try to write with uh, largely keyboards. Try to mm. try to see what happens when we take uh, most of the regular sounding guitar sounds away. Uh, but Synthesize still, things a little more. Yeah. Will, will the record be called Funkin' Around with Keyboards? <laughs> It will. No, I I guess I got like a a really nice Moog. So, uh, like I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be messing with that quite a bit. So you know, yeah, new sounds. Um, and just trying to you know see what we can do with that. And then after that, because uh, there's already new material, even though even though this record just came out, it's something that we've got new ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the train is continuing to roll. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not we're not we're not uh, slowing that pump. Um. <laughs> But then full on porpoise, <laughs> and then after that we want to do uh, uh, a whole record of two minute two minute punk rock bangers. I feel like we're probably going to work gonna, on this. I thought you were going to say tuba and drums. Ooh, you were like, ah, two, <laughs> hold two, on! Two, I think we have a better <laughs> idea, boys. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, because that hasn't been done at all yet. <laughs> I gotta go. F- I, 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 I was going to say there, there, there's a, there's <laughs> a band that might want to have words about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, gotta go f- I gotta go find my mouth. Hold on! <laughs> Never heard of them, and they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I, Bring I, it, Neil. I, I, I like that logical analysis. Never heard of them, <laughs> and, and they, they don't, don't exist. exist. <laughs> just in case I wasn't clear, it's not just that I haven't heard of them. No one's heard of them. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, this could all go the whole way of our intention to write a, an album called Jailbreak, where all the songs are named after songs on the ACDC or on the uh, Thin Lizzy album Jailbreak. Apart from Jailbreak, which would be, was going to be a cover of the ACDC Jailbreak. High concept. We still haven't done that. <laughs> High concept, low reward. Exactly. <laughs> low reward. <laughs> Your no. former bandmate, Evan, got visibly angry when I told him that idea. He was so upset. He was so mad. <laughs> we, we, we definitely know where his loyalties lie within, oh, sure. uh, oh, within for that sure. classic rock and roll uh, question. <laughs> yeah. For him, the boys are always back in town. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> They, exactly. They don't rare. They rarely leave the town. But, but they do have to leave. But they're always coming back. Yeah, they're always. They, it's a well-known fact that they're the boys are coming back. Yes. We once uh, also once talked about uh, covering the entire In Excess Kick record, but uh, that definitely uh, the ambition tailed off after about one and a half. You got about forty-five songs. seconds to cover that if you want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, someone else did well, it. Yeah, Some Beck guy. beat us to it I now. Yeah. Oh, oh really? we're at a record club. <laughs> yeah. 
Sure. It's an exact quote, actually. It is. That's why I told he's doing some weird shit to his head. I was going to say, whenever whenever your idea is, like, ganked by a Scientologist, you know you dropped the ball. Probably fine. Probably fine that it wasn't a thing that became... I don't know. Would have been fun. We denied the world our cover of Guns in the Sky. (laughs) This thing Justin from Crappy Dracula was going off about Guns in the Sky the other night. (laughs) I don't know why, but it... We had a we had a moment. Can you hear me now? Can we end the show with guns in the sky? <laughs> I think it's too late. We can't. It's already happening. Yeah, that's cool. The, the closers <laughs> queuing up. Well, guys, uh, porpoise, porpoise, porpoise. <laughs> I was gonna say if you had any closing words, but uh, I guess you already <laughs> sorted that out. Porpoise, porpoise, porpoise. Will we transitioning to a to a pump related economy as we establish <laughs> more pump, more porpoise, more, more pump, optimum pump, optimum pump, <laughs> optimum pump, optimum pump. If I die, if I keyboards only move forward in twenty twenty. Right, it's not a bad title, guys. <laughs> I do what I can. You're right. Bad is not the proper adjective for. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Corey. Thanks for being here. If I die, I Bandcamp.com. You guys are on Facebook. You're on. There's a. There's a Twitter. There's a. Are you on Instagram? I don't even know. No. Give us a five-star review on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> Stay at our best breakfast. Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast is fried rice. It's at 1 p.m. The comedic stylings of If I Had a High Five. Anyone within the sound of my voice. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look for that record. Uh, Is it just on Bandcamp or is it on the other stuff too? It's on the the Spotify's. The the Napsters. Okay. Napsters. Fire up Soul Seek and go get (laughs) it. (laughs) Ask Jeeves to fire up Soul (laughs) Seek. Have fun here. <coughs> well, Jesus. Do an ultimate. All right, all right. So okay. the name, name of the show is Going to Transport Town Conversal. Like to thank you at for being here. Um, thanks for being here, boys. Thanks for having us. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Fuck you. <laughs> Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. RadioNewsTrend.com for the archives. Catch you later.
Welcome to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the, it's the end of radio. The last announcer plays the last record. The last what? Leaves the transmitter. Circles the globe in search of a listener. Can you hear me now? if there's no one there to receive. It's the end of radio. As we come to the close of our broadcast day, Hey, hey!